Hello, hello, and welcome. You are listening to the Version 4 Podcast, and I am Versa Loon, and this is episode... Fuck, is it, I think, 16? I'm going to say 16. I don't know what episode it is. This week has been absolutely crazy when it comes to time. Um, markets have been moving. I, last episode I did was about markets. I don't know if you guys... Have, a lot of you guys have now recently entered crypto and, and the stock market because of the... Uh, without fuck it's clockwork with, with the yawning anyway a lot of you guys have recently entered crypto and, and markets and whatever because of uh, the Wall Street bets thing um, and I think now you guys might see why my sense of time especially when you factor in um, COVID restrictions right the US isn't under strict lockdown but a lot of things are closed anyway it's not like there are restaurants are open and whatever, but like I, there's still limitations in what I can actually do for fun. So I just spend most of my time indoors. And then also people start freaking out in my area and everyone wants to be a pussy about it. So I spent a lot of time indoors. And when you confound, when you compound, uh, when you have confounding variables, like, um, being indoors, um, and the monotony of being indoors and do, and looking at a screen all day plus the 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 time dilation that occurs from staring at ticks on a screen when you're staring at the market um, movements you start to realize why it's very difficult for me to uh, follow timetables this is not really a excuse a valid excuse because um, you know whatever linear time, I try to still keep it within reason, but linear time is absolutely fucked. Linear time is absolutely fucked in, you know, in this current day and age. Like, um, I know Nick Land, uh, was writing a book about Bitcoin, um, that he has not finished. I actually have been hitting up Nick Land in DMs, and the dude, he's like, every time I'm like, yo, come on the podcast, he's like, uh, I'm procrastinating, blah blah blah. And that's kind of the that's been the 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 pattern recently with a lot of people online. Um, we're at like the the blow off top in the market cycle of the podcast boom, right? And you know when I first started, it was actually very easy for me to get interviews. Uh, with people, people were just like, "Oh, who is this dude?" Right? He was just like, "Oh, this is some random NRX dude," or this is some random dude who's interested in NRX topics, right? And then. Because at the time, if you remember, the only other t- podcast when I first started was Tech Wars. The original Tech Wars. It was just me and Tech Wars. And then the closest podcast to Tech Wars, um, but from the left, was um, Red Scare. Right? And not, my podcast wasn't particularly big, but no one really gave a shit about NRX stuff whatsoever. Right? You can get, um, technically speaking, break the rules around, um, but they weren't as active yet um oh sorry and other life other life and meta nomads podcast so it was okay so when i first started because those are the inspirations there was justin murphy other life there was meta nomads uh i can't fucking remember what the hell his is right now with the yellow aesthetic um uh, and there was tech wars right so i was like okay great there's not that many podcasts there's a very in this particular niche is not particularly overcrowded, right? And since then, there is now Babcast and and Babcast is amazing. Babcast is the best podcast, so I'm not I'm not dissing Babcast whatsoever. He's another one who's supposed to come on the podcast, but you know things are things are in a wonky time right now. But there's Soul Bros podcast and Lambros podcast and. BTR streams and this and that and now everyone has a and now the entire space is filled with podcasts and that's fine that's fine because there it is a non-zero sum endeavor right everyone could simultaneously have podcasts and you literally could listen to all the podcasts right and that's kind of what makes podcasting interesting is that it's it's it becomes specialized programming for whatever hyper niche you're within so it actually is perfectly fine that there's a, a dozen different podcasts what becomes a problem though is that there's a limit people are n- now busy 
fucking scheduling podcast interviews. So it's hard to get people who you who were previously very, very accessible to coordinate for a podcast with your schedule. So that is the difficulty, which is why I've been especially and then compound and then another confounding variable is the whole after tr- the Trump thing, people were shook. So like I was supposed to have I'm going to follow up though now that it's my birthday's over but oh it's my birthday right now I'm recording so happy birthday to me whatever but anyway the I was talking like Ben the Ben the guy who did the the Trump the uh the ending Bigly book um Ben Weingart Weingart something like that um and I was talking to Owen Broadcast and a bunch of other people who basically all right when we were and Grimhood, there's a few people who I'm like trying to get to come on, right? So it's not like I have stopped per se, um, but there seems to be a lot of scheduling conflicts, which is fine. There's an ebb and flow to these things. There's times when you can get endless people on the podcast, and there are times when you can get very few people. And this is just the the way the cookie crumbles, right? You know, um, it is also possible that I find myself. As long as I keep going, right, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, um, the the idea is to continue to churn, right, and then a a, a uh, it a it, whatever a unique kind of idiosyncratic uh, entity emerges. But one of the positive things, though, even in this time of few guests, um, the Telegram is is popping off. I really enjoyed that. Um, I created the Telegram when everyone else created their Telegrams uh, when Trump got kicked off Twitter. And cons- and you can find the link to the Telegram on my Twitter. Um, but basically, Trump got kicked off Twitter. I made a Telegram. And actually, I've been having quite a lot of fun. So if you are inclined to shitpost, um, then feel free to come on the Telegram. Um, it's not for the faint of heart. There's no Jannies. It has 4chan rules. I basically treat it like 4chan, so... If you're if you're the type of person who I imagine you are, if you're listening, and you aren't already in the podcast, already aren't already in the Discord, then please join the Discord. Not the Discord, sorry, the Telegram. I fucking hate Discord. Uh, join the te- the Telegram. Um, we always welcome members, but it looks like actually most of the people who follow my the podcast Twitter seem to also already be in the Telegram. So I feel like I have the at least sixty percent of the uh, regularly listen the regular audience <sighs> excuse me um I already I feel like I have at least 60% of the regular audience in there so that's just updates there um yeah so anyway markets we've been watching markets right markets going absolutely brazy uh it's going x games mode it's going fucking dummy bitcoin as it's 2.30 in the morning and I'm watching um, Bitcoin about to break $50,000. Now, this is, you know, monumental and it seemed inevitable. It actually, when I, it, it's it's felt inevitable since, I don't know, since 2017 that this is going to be the case. And I'm putting this on record here. I think it's fairly obvious that Bitcoin is hitting at least 100000 this year. Um, now, it's funny to have said that in December, not December, when was it $10,000? maybe November Bitcoin couldn't have been past 10k in let's say October September October Bitcoin was like $10,000 right and it's now 5x up from there at $50,000 and I think that it's very very likely and by very likely I mean pretty much guaranteed that it hits 100k this year um my that's my conservative estimate my more less rational estimate understand is 250,000 so we will see um i could be sounding like a bulltard but I, people who were saying that bitcoin was hitting 50k sounded like a bulltard literally 6 months ago so that's my on record prediction for the coming year for bitcoin obviously we're still there's still possibility for major crashes and yada 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 but i don't think we're ever going to see below 20k ever again um i think bitcoin has been solidified as um bitcoin breaking 50k the second it does that i think it's pretty much solidified as 
uh, future paradigm. I mean, it, I think it became legitimized in reality when it hit $1,000 per. Um, but at 50k per, I, I mean, you you should pretty much assume it's going to be around until your retirement. It like the, like I like the Citadel me at 50k, the Citadel meme starts to sound a lot less like a meme and more like reality, right? So if you can get your hand on a full Bitcoin, if you can put it, if you ha- do not have one, um, there are only, there will only be 21 million ever. Obviously, you can own a fraction of a Bitcoin, so that's always nice. But um, if you can put a, if you have savings or if you can put, um, actually, this is not financial advice, but just say, just know the power of Bitcoin and the network effect of Bitcoins only will only continue to grow. Um, uh, I know I see a lot of boomer posting, which is mostly cope of people concerned about the lack of intrinsic value in Bitcoin. And, you know, to that, I say, if the GameStop shenanigans have not showed you anything, it's that young, the, the connection between quote unquote, tan, intrinsic value and speculation has that we've we've reached escape velocity we're never going back there's no I, I mean i preach ad infinitum on here about attention first and then capital bitcoin is about is about to have a trillion dollar market cap just bitcoin alone is about to break one trillion dollars in market cap so i mean i don't know what else to tell y'all um it's just the way it's just how it goes if you don't if you uh it's the new mathematics of the blockchain as our boy uh once said those of you of the new school of the old school who refuse and blah 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 i can't remember the meme but you guys know the meme i'm talking about new mathematics of the blockchain all right so not i'm not gonna this is not a crypto podcast though i might actually maybe i'll make the whole podcast a crypto podcast i don't fucking know um not like the entire pod. I mean, this particular episode. I can't do a crypto dedicated podcast every single episode. That would make me absolutely crazy. Um, but during a bull market, people care again. So it's actually, I could put all my autistic knowledge about cryptocurrencies to good use during the bull market, which is nice. Um, but yeah, the it's just, it is really insane. I've been staring at the markets, time's dilating. Um, I feel like I've reached enlightenment. Um, what is sleep? All I know, the only uh, empirical measures of time I know are London Open, the New York Open, and the in the Tokyo Open. Um, it's the the London Open. No, see, I'm actually fucked up. No, the London Open's about to happen in like an hour or so. I always get confused. I can't remember if it's the London Open's at three. I don't know. See, I don't even know the, the official openings from Forex. I just know that th- around 3.30 is when shit gets brazy in in Eastern Standard Time. I know that uh, the cl- trading day closes at uh, 8 p.m. At 8 p.m. Um, Eastern, because that's the Chinese trading, the GMT trading day. So I have, like, weird... I have some empirical measures of time, but... It all revolves around... There's, there's only two measures of time on the internet. There is right now, and there is the next block having. Not the... not, not Oh, the happening. No, not the happening. The um the next block uh, mined for Bitcoin. Bitcoin is, in, in large part, the empirical measure of time. It takes about 10 minutes per block. So, the only kind of, like, grounded temporal agent is Bitcoin, and then everything else is just what's happening right now, there's simply the event online, and you got, um, and you got to be aware of it, you got to catch the wave, all right, so we're going to go on break.
I say, you know what I say? I say, you know what? Fuck it. I try to keep this 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 play, this thing topical, right? I try. Well, no, that's not true. My initial goal for this, obviously, is to be what's happening on. Uh, that's not true either. My initial goal for this podcast was to be like the, uh, like the the AM radio for the burgeoning uh, internet aristocracy, right? Right, and but I wanted to keep it heady because I'm, uh, you know, intellectual type of motherfucker. I guess I guess it's my podcast, right? I guess say nigga, right? So like, anyway, I'm black for those of you who don't know. Whatever, um, I'm in, I'm in, I'm a very, uh, you know, inter, uh, heady kind of individual, right? So I was like, okay, bro, let's let's try to keep this heady. Let's let's keep this abstract because I don't like to get involved with the day to day humdrum with the mundane, um, with the mundane, you know happenings of the day-to-day life right i don't want to be i want to stay in the 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 whatever the the realm of the forms and idealism i don't want to be sopped just just soaking wet with with drudgery and the mundane gossip and blah, blah 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 right so i was trying to avoid that but here's the thing as i said in the first part the only there's only two times types of time on the internet one and the most prevalent is right now right you always have to catch the wave even if you don't want to talk about the fucking trending topic of the week like i really don't i actually really i'd prefer to avoid it right but you have to unfortunately that's just the way the cookie crumbles you have to talk about what's happening to some degree right i could obviously veer off and talk about whatever the fuck i want ultimately but if you don't at least mention what's happening it's very strange um, you could, if you don't mention it, you could become like a history podcast, but even that you still have to mention what's happening in the present. People just, you can't, it just, it, it seems, um, there's like a uncanny, va- not uncanny Valley. It's like a unreality to anything that's any podcast or anything online that's like removed from what's happening in that present moment. The only kind of. Uh, tethering to reality you can really get is if is is when you mention the event of the week but whatever um so anyway so with that being said the event of the week this time i guess is going to be crypto because that's what's on my mind that's all i've been doing for literally a week i've been shoveling snow and staring at charts and actually this is mostly what i do i don't know if you guys know i i do two things i watch crypt i watch crypto markets and i read manga um sometimes i watch anime and i you know read about mark uh market cycles and in finance math shit um but generally those are the only two things i like i'm gonna be i mean and listen to music i guess and shit posts on twitter but for the most part i, I read and then i read like philosophy and conspiracy shit but whatever well not conspiracy i i, I reject the term conspiracy but but like government declassified documents and books on history and shit right but um to talk about the trending topic, this one's actually really fucking funny, and it says the gamer word, so I have to do it. Um, Blockfolio, like literally like five minutes ago, uh, no, thirty minutes ago, got hacked, um, and there's still is an ongoing problem right now. We actually don't know what's going on, but uh, there was a hack. The push notifications on the Blockfolio thing were hacked, um, and it sent out a bunch, a bunch of push notifications to like all the users. Um, and the push notifications say, hello, we are sad to announce our closure of our services to all black people and niggers. With immediate loss of all funds, we advise all users to do a prompt withdrawal to prevent loss of funds. Best child porn is available here. And it leaves a link. Uh, thank you. And it sent it out from Chainlink News and Binance Coin Podcast, etc., etc. Right. I just dropped my first. This, this might be my first gamer word on the podcast anyway shout out to y'all we can do it i can say what i want if you if for like the two not for the two leftists that listen um and don't know i'm black uh i can say whatever the fuck i want get over it now with that said even if i wasn't black i mean quite honestly i'm very pro freedom of speech it's the internet how like get over it but you know this is on spotify and Sometimes and I might put it on YouTube, so I have to I have to acknowledge these things. Um, I think we're all adults, so we should be able to handle 
noises that come out of people's mouths, but evidently, um, as if history, if the last couple of years have taught me anything is that I dramatically overestimate people's intelligence and maturity. But anywho, that was the, that's the blog po- um, folio um, hack that is happening as we speak literally a few 20 minutes ago, 20, 30 minutes ago. Um, in fact, other users have reported that the icons for Bitcoin and Ethereum have been changed to dicks. Now, on the one hand, this could be seen as a major issue for for on-ramp, for the crypto on-ramp because Blockfolio is a very reputable company. Um, right, obviously, and this can make the market dump, uh, but as the meme goes, the dev is bullet. The dev is racist, so we're bullish. Um, racist cryptos, for some reason, do the best. As you all know, Bitcoin's racist, um, and so is Chainlink, and all you know, all the best cryptos are racist. Uh, if the if the dev is racist, then we're we're bullish on the on the asset, right? We want to make sure the most all right crypto fascist assets are the ones that pump. Um, all of the slander at Bitcoin by the wokes stay broke. Um, sorry to break it to you, but the best coins are the most racist ones. I don't know what to tell you. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. They're just the most racist coins. I don't know what you want. All right. The Chinese coins, the Russian coins, you know, if, if, if the, especially in DeFi and decentralized finance, um, if if the if the dev is not racist, I don't want any part of the the project. I, this is halfway a meme, but it's also kind of legit, right? You could tell which projects are real and which projects are gonna fail. Low key, when you go inside the the Telegram for the the project and you start posting, that that's the origin of the meme that devs are racist. If you go into the um if you go into the Telegram of a project for especially for DeFi and you start posting in their community, right? Uh, most of the best coins all right most of the coins that pump the hardest are the ones that had like 4chan energy so if you could make racist jokes and people like understood you were making jokes and everything was chill usually the coin would pump right so that's like the whole dev is racist when 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 they're super when the project comes out and it's very like feministy and like diversity quota the product sucks and it never gets off the ground so dev is racist is bullish. That's that's the joke, and it's it's fairly accurate trading advice, low key, especially when it comes to DeFi. Um, Bitcoin's not really racist, but uh, it's being called racist in the news every day, like legitimately every every time every time I t- well not the news but in tweets, I constantly see people calling it uh, environmentally hazardous and alt right adjacent. So I just want everyone to know Bitcoin is racist and it's gonna pump to fucking one million. So get over it. Um, I'm being really aggro today. I got Black Air Force energy on my birthday. Um, so we just we just stomping we just stomping people out, right? We stomping out the charts. We're all in Badger right now, watching everything go to the moon, and we're reading JoJo Part Seven. That's another thing. JoJo Part Seven got me feeling type different. Um, you know, just this is a lot happening. It's a lot. I've been shoveling a lot of snow. I've been reading a lot of JoJo, and and. I'm watching my account balance go up, so I have too much Black Air Force energy right now, and it's it's that's actually a problem, right? So that's 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 where we're at. Oh oh, and additionally, people have been countercycling Doge recently, and because Elon Musk has been pumping the Doge markets. Now look, here's the thing, guys. Doge was a meme coin, and I actually remember in college, might have been the first couple years of college, maybe it was like sophomore year of college. Probably freshman year of college, honestly. Uh, maybe freshman sophomore. No, it had to been. It would have had to have been midway through college, somewhere in sophomore year, junior year of college. Dogecoin was the like pumped the hardest. It was like premier crypto for for like half a second. And but it's a meme coin ultimately, right? It's a. It's. I'm pretty sure it's a Bitcoin fork that's never been updated in forever and whatever right but here's the thing about doge and this is the thing that boomers are really missing about doge and it just needs to be explained for those of you who still haven't figured it out right doge is an on-ramp for newcomers right so here's the thing 
Bitcoin's complicated, right? It's a very complicated asset. I literally wrote, written, a, I've literally written a book about crypto and the the technology behind it, right? It's very, it's a very, it seems dangerous. It seems complex, and the community is very heavily male, and we are not particularly inviting. We're we're incredibly inviting, but we're inviting in a male way, right? Where it's like bullying and stuff, right? It's it's funny. We make jokes, but if you're interested, we'll, we'll everyone will teach you everything, right? But it's not immediately inviting for someone who's like afraid of monetary topics and math and shit, right? So when you consider this, the that the and then when you consider that everything after Bitcoin has only become more complicated, right? There's staking, there's mining, uh, there's like different types of uh, proof of uh, proof of stake, proof of blah, blah blah, different algorithms. There's DeFi. There's yielding, there's farm, there's food coins, and everything is coded because it's not like we just talk about what the technology is in like plain language. We also use like inside jokes and stuff. The entire community is based in inside jokes. The entirety of it, right? We have food coins. Sushi is one of the most, is the best performing asset. Sushi coin and sushi swap is the best performing asset of this DeFi altcoin run. Right, and it's a food coin, and we there was like a, literally like a thousand different food-based coins. That there is innovative uh, APY generation, right? And there's actual innovative technology, and there's a whole sushi swap platform. I literally just found out about, funny enough, right? Um, that's and like DApps, and there's actually like legitimate technology underneath. But the the packaging is very ridiculous, right? It's very silly, and you have to know what to look for, right? Now, Doge, on the other hand, Doge is the same exact thing. It's the same crypto insider shit, and we've all used Doge, right? And that's another point I'm going to get to. But Doge, the Shiba Inu meme, is very, very accessible. Everyone knows the much wow, blah, 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 Doge thing, right? From like, I guess it was like 2013 or 14, actually. I remember talking to this girl, super hot chick, who always spoke in Doge language. She was great. Yo, shout out to uh, Catherine. Mm-hmm. It's enough of a, it's her real name, but it's enough of a generic name that, and I know for a fact she doesn't listen to this podcast and whatever, not the point. Anyway, so it's such a very, it's a very accessible meme, right? And because it's such an accessible meme, um, it, it, it gives people um, an in, right? And it's also very cheap before Elon started pumping and even after pump, right? It's, it's eight cents per doge right now right so even and before elon pumped it it was like point oh some it was like uh, a half of a penny per doge right so as mark cuban recently said you can learn about first by buying you know ten dollars worth of doge or like a hundred dollars worth of doge some amount of money that is that gets you invested, but not enough money that you feel like your life is ending if you lose it all. You learn supply and demand. You learn about market fundamentals. You learn about pump and dumps. You learn about this, that, and the other thing, all from a, a joke coin, right? And by getting interested in this in Doge via this small coin that actually has a lot of utility, if you actually think about it, as I was saying on Twitter, um, even if you look beyond the fact that it has a ten billion dollar market cap right now, so it, so I know you guys think it's a joke, but it has, it has a top ten market cap right now. Ten, you don't go from, you don't lose it like I mean Ripple did, but if it's gonna be legitimate forever, Doge is never going away. You don't if you reach ten billion dollars in market cap, it is a forever coin. Doge will forever be a part of the crypto sphere. Get over it. Um, but. Even if you exclude that, I was talking to, on Twitter the other day, and I was, and I was just like, if I think about my actual use of cryptocurrency, right? Not just like, oh, what I think coins should be used for, yet this, that, and the other thing. The coins I've used the most in order are Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then for actual purchases and and transfers of money, Dogecoin is the next one, and then it'd be like Litecoin and. Monero. No, sorry. Then it would be it would be Dogecoin and then Monero and then Litecoin. Those are the five that I've actually used. I've never used any other coin for transfers. I've used I've paid for stuff in Bitcoin. 
I've paid for stuff in Ethereum. I've paid for stuff in Doge. I've been paid in Doge. People have bought my book. My book, my crypto book was bought. One of the first purchases, if not the first purchase of my book was in Doge. Right. Doge is on every payment processor. It's on Robinhood. It's on, it's markets on every single exchange, etc. It is a coin that as much as people want to rag on it, because we all remember when it was just a joke. Right. When it was a legitimate joke, we all remember that. So a lot of the OGs wanted to, you know, uh, discredit it. But with all the money coming in from TikTok, all the Zoomers who who don't need to be convinced that the legitimacy of crypto, it's not like this is not the same market environment of 2013. Remember those guys. A lot of you guys have been in the field since like 2013 because we're like millennials or whatever. But the kids who are buying Doge now in 2021 right or three or four when doge popped off the first time when people right so there are kids who were born in the year 2000 and let's say even the year to let's say the year 2005 who were 16 now right who were seven six no eight sorry who were eight in 2013 right so those kids who were 18, 2013 who saw, saw Doge soar are now 16 and are interested in getting into cryptocurrency and do not need to be convinced of the legitimacy of crypto. Doge has been around their entire, you know, conscious life as long as they've been conscious of money. And now they have some money and they want to be invested in crypto. So Doge is Lindy, guys. I know it's a very hard concept for some of us to believe. But Doge is a Lindy coin. It's not going away. It's been around for this long. It'll only continue to be around for just as long, if not longer. Doge is going to a dollar. It might not go right now. I think personally, if you ask me, gun to my head, how high do I think Doge is going to go? I think it's going to go about a quarter. It'll probably not actually hit 25 cents. It'll probably hit. It'll it'll approach 25 cents. It might even tap 25 cents, but I think it's going to crash. So, I would personally sell if you see it above 20 cents in like the 20 to 25 range anywhere there. If you have the opportunity to sell, sell it all. Um, but I don't think it's ever going back to below one penny again. I think it's, I think it's legitimate forever. And I do think it's also going to a dollar. I think that in the next, I don't know how many years, maybe not this year, but in the next five years, I don't know. Five years might be too large of a time scale. I don't know how. I can't think of five years ahead. But Doge is going to a dollar. It's definitely going to a quarter. It's Lindy. You got to get over it. That's just the way it is. All right. It's a new. It's a, we're about to be in a break. Now, I don't know if you guys know this. I know absolutely zero about astrology. Like, literally zero. But I feel like I've I've watched, like, half a dozen accounts 
who post podcasts regularly, myself included, me, Red Scare, um, Bronze Age Pervert, like a legitimate half a dozen regularly posting podcast accounts, all of us also in line with the retrograde, all skipped a week or were like extremely late in posting our content. And what's really funny is it didn't feel like a week went by. I swear to God, I, I don't think I've ever felt... I've been talking about time relation this whole week, but like this was probably one of the most extraordinary uh, lack of time, like losses of time perception I've had in a very long time. I don't know. It's very strange. And also it seems to be a very, uh, 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 it seems to be commonly, I don't know. It seems to be experienced by many and it also happens to be the retrograde. So sometimes uh, astrology gets me fucked up because I don't, obviously they always like to be like, Oh, psycho astrology is fake. Blah, 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 blah. Science has proven that the horror, you can show them any horoscope and people will believe it, but that's not disproving astrology. That's disproving horoscopes, right? I think horoscopes are fake. Horoscopes are pretty much understood universally to be fake. But what's not necessarily fake is astrology proper. Like, let's think about this for a second. And let's just just go with me here. I'm going to be play devil's advocate, right? Let's say, let's assume that it's true. Or let's assume that it's not true. Let's say that you're, the year you're born... Actually, let's make no assumptions whatsoever. Let's say, but let's think about this. The the day that you're born, does it affect your, um, does it affect your disposition and personality? I'd like, if you were born in the spring, is being born when you're supposed to be born with the other animals and in the new life and, you know, the, the, all the trees sprouting and, and all you know the new buds and whatever is that and is that going to affect your psychology being born and the world's warm and opening and uh, welcoming Um, is being born in the height of summer going to be a problem right if you're born and uh, you know it's hot and blah 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 does that affect your psychology right is being born in the fall where it's like things are what your first conscious memories actually they're not conscious well i don't know let's say let's assume for the for the second that babies are conscious your first conscious memories uh your first conscious experiences sorry are watching everything die in front of you right you're born in fall and as your as your perception and awareness of the world around you increases everything all the plants and wildlife and everything is decreasing it's getting colder and whatever the world's changing around you does that have an effect if you're born in the middle of the winter like i am uh uh, i'm also watching badgers fucking tank as i speak this that's not good disavow um anyway if you're born in the middle of winter uh does that have a problem right if you're born and everything's dead and cold and you're not supposed to be born in the winter this is actually like in the tribal in the tribe, this was a problem. Um, you're supposed to, the tribal ritual of birth would have happened. Like they would have like orgiastic rituals or whatever. So that everyone gets pregnant at the same time. And the kids are all born in the spring and they grow up to the summer so that everyone can travel nomadically during the dead season. Right. That, so you can, you know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how it would have worked. Right. So if, you're born at the wrong time when all the other animals are and everyone none of the other animals are having children right does this affect your psychology if you're born and it's literally a fucking blizzard and the world is cold and your first experience of of the conscious world your first conscious experience of the world is being hit in the face with a brick of cold does that affect things right I like to think if you ask me it seems like fairly uh 
a, a fairly foregone conclusion. I think it's fairly obvious that this would have an effect, right? And I've learned recently that there's different astrology based on whether you're born in the northern or southern hemisphere as well as if you're born, there's Vedic astrology, this and the other thing, right? So that also would make sense because the, the celestial bodies are aligned in a different way depending on your, your positioning on the planet. So, you know, I think that there is a possibility that there is some legitimacy. And also we do know Many studies have been done. You can look this up yourself. Uh, many studies have been done, and we do know that lunar cycles affect the stock market. Full moon. I actually used to. I think that it's um, people. I think it's if I remember correctly, the pattern is that people are more risk on when the full moon is approaching, and during the full moon, and then they start to, and they're very risk off during. The new moon, I gotta remember. I can't remember specifically, but I think that make that make the most sense to me. Um, and this effect is even more pronounced in situations of in markets of high speculation. So this effect is far more pronounced in Bitcoin markets, for example, or in commodity markets than it is in uh, equity markets, right? So like equity being stocks or whatever. Uh, it's it's or I guess whatever private equity as well there's there's less uh it's a it's a less pronounced effect but in bitcoin you could there was a time when i used to, when it was very popular and it still works pretty well trading lunar cycles with bitcoin um that actually is a very popular method of trading it was especially with big beta shout out to big beta i haven't seen him in a while um right and then, of course, we have Marin, who has become the talk of the town recently, thanks to her, the Reuters article about her. She's been canceled recently by the, the the Troons, which I think is hilarious. That's what you get for showing up randomly in the scene, getting blue checked and not and, you know, not being cool. Well, you were cool. You went on a, one podcast and now all your all your obnoxious astrology friends hate you. So whatever I don't know Shout out to Marin I, She seems She seems alright Of all the grifters She's probably the least offensive to me You know what I mean So I don't know I think it's I think it's If If there's anyone who's gonna get the 100,000 followers And a blue check For being a female Crypto Grifter um, I like her more than I like Finally and it's, it's actually really funny to me that it wasn't even her intention to be this person. Like, she just was, it was just like a one-off video uh, that blew up on TikTok and then kind of just made her famous. So I accept that. And what's also very funny, which I think is even funnier than the fact that she became the TikTok witch, crypto, whatever, is that she, before that, earlier in the year, made a video predicting based on her house and blah, 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 blah. Uh, well, first of all, she made the video of Trump losing, right? And regardless of my belief on the matter, she technically was correct. She made that video back in the fall. Uh, and she also, I think in the same video or in a video that briefly, uh, immediately followed, she made a prediction about her own, with her own chart that she would become famous because, uh, because of some alignment of the stars or whatever. And of course the Bitcoin video comes out and here we all are. So, you know, what this of course speaks to the possible reality of astrology. I know there are many of my followers who are actually, who are very, very prominent and very, very uh, big believers of astrology. And some of them are very knowledgeable, but I just fundamentally can't follow it. And I, it, it's, it, it has the rationality to it. I know that there's like a rational and, a, a a very Lindy rationality to it, uh, based on you know positioning of stars and houses and stuff. But I not only, but whenever I try to read it, I just can't fucking follow it. I can't do it. I I think I can't do it. I know. Shout out to Drew Tang, who uh, follow him on Twitter. He's legit. Uh, who learned it, and now he has. All the hot chicks on Twitter following him. I wish I could do that. I, I, I've tried so many times to learn astrology and it just does not compute. But with that said, 
many people have tried to learn calculus, and I think calculus is easy. So, you know, what can you do? There's there are, Some people are wired for different things. And that's kind of the theme of the episode. Cryptocurrency made perfect sense for me from the first day I read it. I read about it. Um, you know, calculus makes perfect sense to me. Astrology, not so much. So what can you do? Such is life, right? There are some, I need, I have my, uh, as in the words of Alan Watts, there's squiggly goo and gooey squiggles, right? And, or spiky goo and gooey spikes or whatever, whatever the fuck it is, where it's like, some people are, have a little bit more free flowy, amorphous, free form kind of consciousness to them. And as, and as much as I'd like to, uh, cultivate that aspect of my thinking, I, at base, I'm, I have a very rational way of thinking, right? And I, I'm, I am unfortunately rational to a fault, even though I hate rationality and I think it's cringe that system, systematic way of thinking is my nat, is my go-to. It is what is most natural. So, such is life. Um, but we're coming up on our time, and uh, I'll be right back with the final part of this uh, this episode. So one of my favorite things in this world, and my favorite things, I, I, I'm using absolute levels, this is like a, a meta sarcasm, where it's like a superposition of sarcasm, where on the one hand it's true, but on the other hand it's not true, where it's like both sarcastic, sarcastic and an incredibly genuine take at the same time, and it kind of depends on how I feel at the end of this, at the end of me finishing the statement, whether or not this is going to be sarcasm or just truth. But anyway, um, I kind of love, I love when you're talking to like introverts who don't understand basic social, just the complexity of social situations and could, because they assume that all extroverts are idiots, um, who are just kind of like, you know, un, who are uncritical, they lack self-awareness, et cetera, right? So there's this Twitter interaction I'm having, you know, between breaks as I rest my voice. And this dude's like, um, just not to misquote the guy, because he means well, he means well. But uh, the uh, his tweet was, um, any general equivalent of the word meta from video games, like the meta of a subculture. And I'm like, yeah, it's a scene. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, bro, the word is scene, like scene kids, like, like, you know, after goth kids became the scene kids, the word scene is because it's about, it, it is to emphasize that they started playing the subcultural metagame, not unironically, like they started to proactively play the subcultural metagame of hardcore and, you know, whatever music. It was to acknowledge the, it was no longer uh, a genuine counterculture like it used to be in like the 60s, even though that was kind of astroturf too, to some degree. It, it wasn't a genuine counterculture, it was a a post-ironic 
playing of a metagame, of a subcultural metagame. That's why they were called scene kids. I don't know what you want from me. Um, and the kid's like, no, uh, do you even know what, he's like, I don't think it's that. Do you even know what it mean, what meta is in video games? And I'm like, bro, you're talking like the word meta in video games is a, is a complicated esoteric secret. Yeah, I know what a meta is. It's a meta game. I know I know what the word meta game means. And it's and the only the only way that this kid could genuinely not I mean, unless he's he unless he's poor at expressing himself, which is very likely the case given that he is clearly introverted. The other alternative is that he's like my introverted autistic friends who don't understand that there is a complicated there's a subtlety to extroverted interaction that they miss entirely because they have autism. Oh, excuse me. There's a there's a macro level, uh, you know, dance of nuance that happens in within extroverts that they miss because they have autism, and they always think that their intellectual pursuits and their inner world is far more advanced than the way extroverts behave. Now, not every extrovert is as autistic as I am, where I overanalyze every facet of social interaction as I'm going through it. I can't just be 100% present. Or, like, I over-rationalize it, overanalyze it after the fact and beforehand. Like, I, I, I do... I, I am definitely still a Spurg, but I am an extroverted type of Spurg where I overanalyze social situations. Um... And I always try to explain this to, like, my extroverted friends. And they always think I'm just, like, making shit up. And I'm like, bro, you're just, like, you just don't, you just don't get it. And this kid, I'm just like, bro, you can use the word in any subculture. He's like, it's not just specifically about scene. Like, you can be the jazz scene or the modern art scene, etc. And he's like, and I'm like, bro, it's the end of, and I'm like, yes, the word scene is, refers to an evolving metagame and typically this metagame converges on optimal play and that's when you get your quint archetypical hipster or your archetypical scene kid or you know your visco girl like when you can create the starter pack this the fact that there's starter packs for every subculture implies that there's a metagame but you know introverts often neglect the complexity of social interaction but, you know, whatever. What can you do? The kid means well. I'm not even talking. I'm not really subtweeting him. I just was just, you know, it was on my mind. And this podcast is about me talking about shit that's on my mind. But, um, you know, I don't know. Things are crazy. The world's going shit, as per usual. I'm looking at Twitter. And, you know, the other thing I don't want this to do is just to turn into me talking about Twitter drama. That's the last thing I want to do, right? I, like, the Twitter Twitter drama as a podcast is basically gossip, and that's lame. And I don't, so I don't want to do that. Um, I, I think that the last, my last commentary on social metagames being, I think that that's a little bit different than pure gossip. Um, but there are other gossip-like things, but those are that's reserved for group chats. You know, the the Twitter group chat is where you talk about gossip and and ban conversation about specific individuals. That's that's the way to do it. Um, but yeah, this has been this birthday has been wild. I've been snowed in. Just to bring this full circle, I'm snowed in on my birthday. I had sushi. Um, and I could, and I couldn't really go anywhere. And it, you know, on the one hand, it's not a landmark birthday. I really shouldn't feel, it's not, I really should be like, blah, 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 blah. I shouldn't be upset about it. But at the same time, you know, on my birthday, I feel like I should be able to, you know, go brazy. You know, I don't think, I think that I should have the opportunity to go brazy, but we're in this hell hole, this quarantine adjacent hellhole I'm sick of it I'm absolutely sick of it I wanted to go to the gun range that would have been sick if I wasn't if it wasn't fucking snow everywhere I would have driven I would have and I wasn't in a shitty democrat state I would have gone to the gun range and shot off SMGs that would have been sick 
That's what I'm doing for my 30th. Did I just dox my age? I guess y'all already know my age. Whatever. Um, yeah, I want to just shoot off SMGs and fucking, you know, blow shit up American style. Pure X Games mode. And on Demon Time. But, you know, whatever. They, the world is cringe. And everyone wants to talk about blah, blah, blah. We got to get vaccines and this and that. It's fucking, it's all, it's making me sick. Can I just rant for a second? I know this is all always a rant, but I need to rant for a second. This vaccine conversation is making me absolutely sick. It's just making me, it's making me crazy. And it's because it's not even a viable vaccine, bro. Like, it's, 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 I know that they're like, RNA vaccines are 100% safe. You're a conspiracy theorist for thinking there's a problem. Like, they're like, do you understand how RNA works? They're just editing RNA sequences and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you, do you not hear yourself, bro? I, it's not like I'm being overly fucking cautious, right? It's not like I'm being incredibly precautious and there's literally no risk here. There's more experimental technology in the vaccine than there's risk of the fucking virus. And I don't think it needs to be said at this point because, I mean, at this point, if you're if if you're still freaking out about this whole ordeal and you're not over the age of 60, you're a fucking crazy person who is a puppet of the machine of the fucking media medical tyranny industrial complex that is Fang and the CIA and whatever. You're you're a puppet. You're an agent. You're you're the lady in the red dress. Okay? Uh but because the matrix is actually cool, instead of like you're Neo walking with Morpheus and he's like everyone is plugged in. They can only be released if they want to. And and when he says Neo, are you are you listening to me or are you looking at the lady in the red dress? The actual experience is it's me being passing the vibe check full drip, right? I got my hoop shorts under my pants. I'm wearing the Adidas slides and I'm just and I got my hoodie on, commando I got my commando hoodie on, straight dripping, right? Rolling on my on my wrist, right? We're walking. We're still walking down the street in in like neo New York City, in like this like fake Disney version of New York City. People are still walking by, and I'm still giving them the same speech, right? But instead of a person, it's not Neo. It's a fucking. It's um, it's just one of my autistic friends in the in the Telegram, and they're walking behind me. And they have a, you know, Sugoi uh, shirt from that anime chick who caused the controversy for having big tits. That, like, Sugoi uh, shirt, the blue, the blue, white, and red one. And they're walking behind me in Crocs and, and, and cargo shorts past their knees. And I'm like, are you listening to me, uh, friend? Or are you looking at the wine aunt? Uh, at the fucking blue-haired wine on in the in the crop top with the nipple piercings, that's that's what that's what reality is in 2021. It's 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 just cringe, cringe upon cringe, and you know, or maybe better yet, I guess maybe the better better example, better example, is same exact scenario, but instead of the autist, it's I'm trying to explain to. Normie, so I'm talking to an. I'm actually talking to the why not, and she's and the person walking by is a is someone screaming on a megaphone about the the dangers and perils of the virus. I don't know. This is a very extended metaphor, but you know what I'm talking about. Effectively, you're getting distracted and you forget that the people around you are fucking agents. Okay, they can be turned into agents at any time. Okay. And as long as you remember this, remember that, you know, make sure you vet who's in your group chats. Make sure you know who is, who know who you can let the mask down uh, with, right? Don't just start ranting about the fucking election being rigged and the New York Times and the Times Magazine article where they described in detail how they rigged the election, 
right? And basically gloated with their celebration parallax. I was supposed to actually talk about that today. Fuck it, it's my podcast. I can go whatever. There's not there's nothing to be said. They said everything in that article. So if you haven't read it, right, and you and you're like, oh, you know, Verse, you're such a fun person. Um, you're so smart, but I can't believe you believe that the election was rigged. Yeah, go read the fucking Time magazine article about where they basically just describe they just they call it the shadow campaign run by a cabal of uh, rich people to uh, fortify the election. It's it's such it's such a blatant like you know it's such a blatant. It's called celebration parallax. Um, effectively, uh, the same they're celebrating right. So like the it's the same set of facts can be when said by two different people. Um, have two different contexts, right? So when they talk about their shadow campaign in celebration, that's fine, right? But when we talk about them rigging the election with the same exact set of facts and the same exact story, it's domestic terrorism and it's a misinformation flag on Twitter. Um, it, you know, obviously, you know, I've been for weeks, I've been talking about censorship on the internet, and you know, it all culminates in this time article and Taylor Lorenz who has blocked me on Twitter because she's cringe and she sucks and I've never been blocked by anyone on Twitter who doesn't suck I'm looking at you Chrissy Teigen who also has blocked me on Twitter and so I'm sure Taylor Lorenz has been to Epstein's Island and she can't say shit about me because she's slandering Mark Andreessen but anyway um she uh the there was a tweet by Mason and it's kind of a good way to wrap this all up where she was saying how it is really interesting that the only two entities trying to shut down clubhouse, the app clubhouse are the New York times and the CCP, the Chinese communist party. And if that's not enough information for you about where we are in 2021 on a political level, I don't know what else is anyway. Um, that's about my time. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. I am actually going to do more shit on YouTube and stuff this year. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know exactly when. I'm, when I start, when I put timetables on, it starts, things stop going the way they're supposed to. Um, I'm also going to do more interviews, etc., everything. Just, we're going to be even bigger this year than we were last year. So don't worry, guys. Even though I was a little bit late. In my little bit late, I was a lot late this week. It started off rough this year, but we still got f- fucking uh, 44, no, 46 weeks left in the year. Do not do not fret. By the end of this year, we'll, it will be in a completely new paradigm. We will have a reached escape velocity. The version, four, the version 4 podcast will be fucking lit. Anywho, like, share, subscribe. Please join the Patreon. Uh, if you like this content, subscribe. Uh, help keep the show running. Help pay for the camera so I can do more videos. And, you know, help pay for the walk of tablet so I can do comics and stuff like I wanted to do for a while. Things like that. Anywho, uh, like, share, subscribe. Um, and, uh, yeah, share it on Twitter. Like, religiously share it. Like, show your friends who are like, man, I wish there was content about... Uh, for someone who's extremely online, bro, show your friends, dog. Be like, yo, I know this dude verse. He got a hilarious ass. Well, it's not really funny, but he's got this podcast and he says hilarious shit on Twitter. Check him out. Check out the podcast. Do your part. You know what I'm saying? Do your part. Anywho, um, this has been fun. I'll catch you guys later. Peace.